0: Welcome back to The Last Post for Issue Saturday, February 16th. I'm your host, Andrew Carey, and you're listening to the Limerick Post podcast, bringing you this week's news in bite sized portions. Remember, you can keep up to date with all Limerick news on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and at Limerick Post and hashtag keeping Limerick posted and at limerickpost.ie. This week's podcast is brought to you in association with Therapy, Cruiser Street, Limerick. In this week's edition, uh, our front page story looks at a proposed new regional development plan that will severely limit Limerick's ambition over the next 12 years, according to Mayor James Collins. I'm now joined by Gerry
1: Collison, who's more on the story. Gerry, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Um, the, yeah, the plan you referred to is the uh, draft regional spatial and economic strategy for the southern region. So it's quite a mouthful, but basically what it does is it tries to outline... Um, some of the follow-ons to the uh, Project Ireland 2040, which is the government's national development plan. Now, um, Mayor Collins, even allowing for for party politics, you know, he's been quite outspoken in this, and he's described the plan as being insipid and devoid of any innovative thinking. Now, basically, I think the thing that's that's uh, worrying the most is the fact that uh, Limerick now is very much. Uh, playing second fiddle to Cork uh, in the way that Cork and Dublin would seem to be the main hubs of activity as far as regional development is concerned. And uh, Limerick and uh, Waterford and other areas like that are a very, very distant third. Um, The good news, though, is that it's a draft of the plan. Uh, I I presume that Mayor Collins is hoping that there will be enough local support and interest drummed up um, to have a a full turnout of ideas and participation at a special meeting of the Council which will be held on the 25th of February and at that stage there will be a full discussion on the strategy uh, and to prepare uh, an agreed submission to the Southern Regional Assembly.
0: This kind of flies in the face of everything that we have experienced in the last number of months even last two years you know Limerick has gone through a economic resurgence there's plenty of jobs coming around there's lots of strategy plans in respect of investment uh, um, capital buildings and it seems to be moving in a space where we want to go yet this flies in the face of what's actually happening on the ground here I mean is this going to put us back down the national pecking order or
1: yeah that would seem to be the case but you know, we had um, well the Limerick Post sponsored a, a, a business briefing on uh, Monday, and we had some fairly eminent economists there giving their view, and that was also their view that while Limerick has been surging ahead in areas like job creation, that in terms of infra- infrastructural support and in terms of you know broader strategy, where you will actually have um the they footprint there to support this type of development that we're badly lacking uh, areas like Shannon Airport areas like public transport all of these areas uh, Limerick was actually fairly well down in the pecking order and you know if we're talking about a spatial strategy that's going to be in place for the next 10 12 years uh, it's areas like that right now in the here and now Limerick is doing quite well But you'll notice a lot of that investment is foreign direct investment. Um, It would seem from those people who are in the know that that's really a very risky space to be in. And that really what we should be doing is, you know, building up our own infrastructure and um, local industry um, to be able to future-proof ourselves. As you say, it's a draft, so maybe there is time to have a change. Yeah, and I'd say that that's part of the reason why at this stage... Um, And the mayor is becoming so vociferous about it. It's more or less, you know, to wake people up to the reality that plans are being made now that's going to, you know, shape our lives and the lives of our children, you know, in the next 10, 20 years.
0: Thanks very much, Freddy. That's great. You're very welcome. Uh, There's a story also this week in the newspaper that I wrote about an anti-eviction campaigner who remains in Limerick Prison. Um, as he refuses to purge his contempt of court. Uh, Brian McCarthy, originally from Tralee, was jailed in January and is now facing into his fourth week behind bars. Last Friday night, supporters of Brian and the anti-eviction movement staged a vigil outside Limerick Prison and calling for his immediate release. The 47-year-old was jailed by Judge Patrick Meehan on January 23rd for his contempt of court during a seven-year-long court battle between Bank of Ireland and a Currfin resident that he was helping. There's more on this on page 10 this week online and at LimerickPost.ie. Uh, I'm now joined by Bernie English, who's back to us uh, writing about the nurses' strike, although it has been delayed, uh, or postponed, should I say. Um, there has been an impact now on the patient services thereafter. So, Bernie, what have yeah, you Yeah, there
2: has Andrew a huge impact. I mean, as you can imagine, there's been hundreds of appointments cancelled, and not just outpatient appointments, but procedures and endoscopies and day day cases. So the hospital is now trying to put all that back on track. But the system will be thrown again because there's a constant stream of new referrals. And obviously clinicians have to prioritise need. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's probably going to be months really before patients who had appointments after possibly waiting years are going to get new appointments.
0: It just, it rumbles on the saga that is the nurses' debacle that they're having, you know, about pay and conditions. Um, Where are we on that as well? Labour Court intervened this week. Do we have any updates? They did. Uh,
2: Yes, we don't. We don't at this time have any official updates other than to say the INMO have suspended the strike action. But the general feeling, if you're looking at social media and listening to interviews with with nurses, with the people at the coalface, are saying they don't like this deal. So we may be back in the same situation this time next week.
0: And subsequently, that will add there on will to be, the appointments, yeah, yeah, delays there, there that are bothering.
2: be. There will be resulting chaos, yeah, to say the least.
0: Um, as we say, it's going to rumble on for some time. It probably won't get finished up in the, in the very near future.
2: I wouldn't. I, I, I would love to be optimistic, but I'm not. <laughs>
0: um, in another story, Bernie, I see you're writing uh, about councillors who are pushing to have the local authority step in and fill this €100,000 gap. ...that has been left for funding for the Fines Air Show.
2: That's right. The Irish Aviation Authority announced in December... ...which didn't give the Fines Air Show people very much time to find new sponsors. The IAA announced that they were no longer going to sponsor the event. Um, so there's a €100,000 hole to be filled... ...and as it stands at the moment, the show is cancelled. Now, it's estimated that this is, this is worth thousands and thousands to the local economy... ...and it's a small local economy that's needed. Um, so... The councillors are discussing, and the cultural committee the other day, were discussing getting, uh, using the council money funding to fill this hole. But it's not as simple as that. If they do that, there's a lot of other small events and um, festivals that won't get get money.
0: Did we see recently that the (coughs) Fines Airshow did get some um, national festival grant money, but obviously this, in the grander scheme of things, is nothing? It's very very little.
2: I mean, for instance, Fulton Ireland are giving them 7,000 euro. Yeah. You know, that's that's buying peanuts to feed the feed the monkeys when you need to actually fund the zoo. You know? Yeah. So uh, no, are very. This this was their stabilising money. This was the money that got the thing off the ground.
0: Is it likely that this will be something taken on by the council?
2: Well, they also had to have to consider whether or not the people who were to take part in the air show have now been stepped down, and they may have made other arrangements for those dates. So, they have to get that information first before they can make a decision.
0: Okay, let's hopefully that the Fines Air Show will be successful in having the money to, to yeah.
2: run the event. Well, it's a great it's a great event and it's, it's, it's really valuable to the local community.
0: Thanks, Bernie, that's great. Thanks, Andrew. Um, as usual, I'm joined by my digital editor and producer of the podcast, Keen Reinhardt. Very welcome back. Right, Andrew, how are you getting on? Excellent. Keen, um, you are back with the next uh, installment on the We Are Limerick podcast and you had Limerick Magic Man Steve Spade. Yeah. Uh We Are Limerick is released every Sunday and Steve Spade will be the next one coming out. Last week's one was with uh, Daniel Mooney, local author. But uh this week I met with Steve Spade, going by Spade now. Okay. A local magician. Uh, it was it was a good chat. He's a he's a cool dude, like, you know. He was, was performing uh, tricks in the autos as Exactly, well, yeah. he read uh, yourself and Jackie's Minds <laughs> with a card trick. So you could imagine me sitting through an interview with him thinking I'm being hypnotised or something, <laughs> you know. You have to be on edge. But uh one thing he spoke about were Houdini's handcuffs. Which was a, it's a fairly interesting story and you'll hear
3: a bit of it here. so I was like, it's just rope So I was like I used to hog, I used to tie hogs when I was a kid I was like, "Great, you know so <laughs> <laughs> so on'm there he ties me all up and plenty of struggling there's, there's footage on my website and 42 seconds later I uh, 48 seconds later, apologies uh, 52 was my was my limited time 48 seconds later I was out. And they had to hand me over the Houdini cuffs. And the the rest of that podcast can be heard when it's
0: it's up online on Sunday on SoundCloud, Acast, and Spotify. Yeah, um, it was a really cool experience. The the magic trick was unreal. It was to actually have that done on you, and you're going, wow. You Uh, you can be kind of skeptical until it happens to you. Until it happens, exactly. Yeah, and this is what kind of, and you're going, wow. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. magic freaks me out. (laughs) Especially when you're getting it done to, and you're you're looking at his hands, thinking, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen? But. uh, And uh, from magic to the realms of space, I see your profile pieces are going strong. Yeah, I went to space this week with Paul Ryan from WP Engine. Paul is the site leader up in the um, US-based firm uh, on Cecil Street. There's 55 employees in there now, and they deal with WordPress uh, platform for websites. Um, They describe themselves as a digital experiences company providing solutions and software and support. And Paul has been there since twenty sixteen, since WP Engine first came to Limerick, and he was talking about the satisfaction he sees uh, when his staff are able to provide the solutions for customers, um, and it's all because of the culture that they've created within the firm. Um, Paul had this to say: The
1: most satisfying thing for me is just seeing the guys inside do well. Uh, you know, it's, our sales team will sell the product. I want to create an environment here that is the place to work in Limerick. Everyone comes in with a smile on their face, and leaves with a smile on their face, um, and that equally, they're enjoying their days' work. So. Yeah,
0: no, it comes back to our earlier chat on culture and the creation of that space where you know people come in, they work, they're happy to work, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, like it's it's um, it's encouraging to see.
1: It is, and I think this was changing with businesses also. You know, people often joke about some of the companies who would have you know these maybe a slide in the office or there's all bean bags and, and that's, I think some people think that's about creating a playground and it's not, it's about creating a dynamic environment. Um, so we have one of our colleagues here who come in in the morning, I, I can really map out his day right now, I can guarantee you for the till about 11 o'clock he'll be at his desk working away, then about 11 he'll move to one of our higher tables where you can kind of sit up there either stand or sit at the higher table just to get away from the desk environment
0: yeah, so um, the rest of that podcast will be available online also later on. Um, yeah, Paul was a very interesting guy and the, his love of space was uh, something definitely that was captivating. Uh, like I said, you can follow Kean's podcast and uh, uh, his chat with Steve Spade or Spade and my conversation with Paul Ryan uh, on the podcast section of our website and on all the platforms that Kean mentioned, Spotify, Acast and SoundCloud. This week's podcast is brought to you in association with Therapy, Cruiser Street. Um, now over to sports news, uh, I'm joined by John Kyo, a Sporting Limerick a journalist. Um, welcome back, John. Thanks, Andrew. How are you um, doing? Great. Listen, we've got, some, we've got the big head-to-head this weekend, uh, Limerick and the Cats. Talk to me.
4: Yeah, a huge game for both teams. It's a huge game. Limerick-Kilkenny is a big game anyway, no matter what the situation, but... Limerick with two from two, Kilkenny with one win from their first two games. There would have been a time where Limerick going down to Kilkenny, down to Nolan Park, would have held a huge amount of fear. I don't think that's the case. Kieran Carey is writing in the paper this week that Kilkenny may be one of two teams with Clare that are able to handle Limerick. Going down to Nolan Park it won't be easy for Limerick, but they'll fancy themselves to win. You know, the, the very good performance against Tipperary managed to get over Wexford in day one. Team full of confidence. We were talking
0: last week and it was just about the fact that this is probably really going to be where the benchmark is set uh, as to where Limerick are. We I mean, were still very early in the in the campaign, but you know what, as you said, a trip to Nolan Park it's gonna be a it's
4: gonna be a tough outing. Oh big 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 game, yeah. I mean, every game Limerick playing now it's their first year back in Division One A, the top level of League Ireland since two thousand and ten. You know, Kilkenny are, are, are still the barometer, even though they haven't won the honour yeah. in the last couple of years. You don't come out of Nolan Park without a fierce, fierce battle. So if Limerick manage to pull that one off, it'll be a great victory and one that'll just boost the confidence even further.
0: The two-hour drive home on Sunday,
4: how do you feel Limerick team will be? It's a tricky one. Look, I, I think Limerick will win. I think I, I just just think they're so good. And the last two times they played Kilkenny in the Championship last year, they all earned quarterfinals. quarterfinal. should have won by a lot more. The year before in the Championship, down in all in Limerick had something like 15, 16 wides. It was a game they regretted, it was a game they didn't take their chances in and Kilkenny were there for the take in the same day. I think Limerick will come out of it. Okay, we'll see what happens. Um, Jack Neville is writing about the ladies footballers? He is, yeah. They Their second game of the league last weekend, missing a few regulars and uh, last to Carlo Nesquitin by a point. Um, tricky game They beat Carlo By 22 points In the Championship last season On their way to Aller in victory But Carlo are a different Outfit this year They've, they've rejigged Their backroom team Look It was it was the tough loss They have a couple Of tough games up north Now in their next Couple of games You know John Ryan wasn't, wasn't Happy with the way The team played he, There's quotes from him in, in that article From Jack That You know They weren't at the races Effectively But I don't think They'll be too Overly worried about that But he would have liked to win before they head up north. Also, the Camogie team are playing this weekend. Their third game, with two wins from two. They're up in Dublin to take on Dublin. <laughs> there you go. Um,
0: John, the, the woes of rugby, how were they last week in respect of, you know, that Irish team that yeah, losing the, players, you know, where are we like?
4: It, it's very difficult to say. There's a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks about Ireland being predictable, this, that, and the other. There's one thing that's never been said about Joe Schmidt, they struggled over Scotland, I mean it wasn't a good performance, there's no point hiding that fact, the second half was a lot better, Joey Carberry had a big influence in the second half after a intercept soon after coming on, intercept that led to a try, Look, it's very hard to gauge, there's a lot of, like you're missing very important players in that team, you're missing your core second rows now, Quinn Roo did a great job coming in for Devon Toner, who was up for the rest of the Championship. Um, Ian Henderson's missing Tyburn would have surely got um, a go as well, and you know CJ Stander missing. I I think the, there's certain players that will always be missed in this Irish team. Johnny Sexton had a bad game in my eyes against England. He wasn't on the field long enough against Scotland to be judged in a, in, in any way. But I just think they're just they're just a bit off.
0: Mm. So, the week the week in camp now will probably do them but, n- no harm at yeah, all. Yeah, there,
4: there's some who've stayed in camp and a lot of lads have been released back to their provinces to do it. Like, CJ was back to CJ Center, who was out for pretty much probably the rest of the tournament, was back training with Munster. And one positive for both Munster and Ireland is that Ty Byrne was back training as well. So there's a few players that will get game time this weekend with the provinces as the Pro 14 returns.
0: Yeah, Munster um, have a visit from?
4: Southern Kings. Hmm. So, bottom of Conference B, Southern Kings at... Uh, Yohan Van Graan was saying this week, he, he's impressed by a lot of what they do anyway. But look, whatever Monster team throw out this weekend, they'll have to be looking to get a bonus point. Look, there's a fast track, it's on the 4G in Musgrift Park. You know, that would suit the Southern Kings because we are used to playing the dry surfaces in, in South Africa, but Munster have to win that and they have to win that comfortably and they have to get a bonus point. And you are writing about that in this yeah. week's
0: paper as well. Um, there's a little bit on local AIL.
4: Yeah, just just on this again, returns after a three week break. Like the Pro fourteen, young Munsters badly in need of a victory. They're second bottom uh, in Division one A at the moment. They're heading away to U C D up in Belfield. Badly need a win. Last time they played a thirty four all draw. Again Munsters led by something like fifteen, sixteen points with fifteen minutes left. Game they threw away. Two wins this season. Badly need a win. Shannon, um also, and Gary also in action Division one this week
0: over to soccer John um, Limerick teams in action in the Munster Junior Cup I think there's five
4: five teams indeed Andrea in action this weekend in the Munster Junior Cup but the big story from last weekend it has to be talked about um, as important as the Munster Junior Cup is huge wins for Aisling and Akati and Regional United in the FAI Junior Cup which is the, the biggest cup competition in junior soccer in Ireland and Huge victories. Uh Micah Hearns, Ashley Anacati going up to Ballymon, coming away. Ballymun team famed in FAI Junior Cup coming away with a one 0 win. Uh, Jason Lipper scoring the only goal of that game. And regional also uh, had a great victory as well. They're in the last eight. Um, you know, it's just huge. Ashley Anacati, a very young team, regional the same, just it has look, they have to get highlighted this weekend. Huge achievement for them and big games coming ahead for them in the la- in the what? Last date of the competition
0: Adrian Finnan writes about that um, does, this week yeah. listen John thanks very much for your coverage as usual um, our sports news is brought to you in association with uh, Sporting Limerick and John Keogh and all his colleagues over there more sports news can be found beyond the paper on uh, limerickpost.ie and again this week's podcast is brought to you in association with Therapy Cruises Street thanks
4: John cheers sure, Andrew uh,
0: entertainment editor <laughs> 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 entertainment editor because <laughs> is back um, to annoy us all. Uh, thanks, Terry. You're very welcome back. None Lovely noise. to be here, Andy. Lovely oh, to be course. here. I can
3: see you're a bit giddy, yes yeah, When yeah. we get to do this podcast, normally, uh, the paper's just been put to bed, so I think everybody's uh a yeah, coin one. spring, ready, yeah. ready to go
0: home. <laughs> now you have it. Okay, we'll get straight into it um, You've got making a show with Alison Spittle.
3: Alison Spittle, absolute legend I got a chat to her there last week And uh, she obviously uh, made the, the comedy Nowhere Fast for RT there a while back And she's a well-regarded comedian And um, one of many women um, making a name for themselves in comedy So she's actually moved over to London uh, Actually where she was born But she's back there, as she says herself To give it a go uh, So we had a chat with her on that And um, she's hilarious. She's in the podcast business. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Like yourself. And uh, she's absolutely. Hilarious in the her podcast. She's been chatting like to Tommy Tiernan. She was at uh, Electric Picnic and she did a live interview with Sharon Horgan, which has to be heard because I don't know which of them was more hungover, but it was it was golden. What they were able to get into and and uh, a a great uh, a great long rant about shoplifting as kids and uh, she just (laughs) can't help herself. Everything every turn she's uh, she's so funny, you know and. She's on her way to, she's coming here to us on, uh, yeah, September 22nd, Friday. Uh, So, and uh, the show is, uh, Alison Spittle makes a show of herself. And She's coming in February. Yes, February. Yes, twenty-two. Yeah. Not September. Did I say September? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we'll February twenty-two. February twenty-two. I think Excellent. it's a Friday, actually. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, as well as uh, myself making a show, um, Alison Fittle—it's <laughs> called—makes Make, a show of herself. So, and um, for the first time, for me doing an interview. Uh, It was the first time that an interview went dead after a couple of minutes, and I just kind of, Alison, where are you? So she had been strolling down Camden Street in London chatting to me, but uh, unfortunately um, something caught her attention, and she walked into a lamppost in the middle of the interview, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> making good on the name of the show <laughs> and uh, we had great fun with it and uh, she's uh, Make, making headway over London. I presume
0: she made a full recovery.
3: She made a full recovery and, and we, we we were laughing for a few minutes after that and then we sat down, We, we I, I asked her to sit down, I was already seating and uh, yeah we got on with the interview and she was talking about, she was great fun and uh, she was talking about she made a list, like, about five or six years ago, things she wanted to achieve. She's achieved maybe all of them. And she's just about to make another list for her career in London. And, um, yeah, she's,
0: she's an absolute uh, a legend, you know. Uh, uh, you I can think- read all the interview there on, um, on your page this week. Um, yeah, uh, that's a knockout, clearly. <laughs> um, back up to the Fontaines, D.C.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my favourite buzz band, uh, I seem to be talking about them uh, on a regular basis now at this stage. And uh, they have just announced um, the details of the album that is coming out. This is a, there's, there's a serious buzz around this band now at the moment. Um, they're, they'll be on in touring the US in March. Uh, they're getting a lot of press over there from the blogs. Uh, they've had a successful European tour. And this Irish gig will be one of the rare gigs they're doing around in the country. Uh, you won't see them again until they'll be heading for much bigger venues. But the new new album is called uh, Dogrel, and it's kind of it's got uh, the ba- it's the basics of it is that the, it's their music, their sound, and they're really basing this what they're talking about about Dublin city. So it's a um, 11-track album, um, some of the tracks you'll have heard already like Boys in the Better Land and Liberty Bell and the new single is called Big and that's gonna lead the album and there's a video there at the moment and we'll hopefully be able to play you a bit of that new single uh, in, in a while and uh, it really sets the tone. Um, the buzz about this band, uh, it's on a level now talking to people in the know that they're asking like where were you the- First time you heard Nevermind, uh, where where were you? The first time you heard The Strokes' debut album, and they're kind of talking about these guys in those terms, you know. So you're okay. you're you're, a, you're in a, in Nirvana Strokes territory, and that's that's pretty that's pretty hefty, you know. So they are playing with a bunch of other great bands, The Altered Hours, Just Mustard, and Fonda, and that is happening on uh Friday. It's, uh, February 22nd. <laughs> Excellent.
4: Okay. My child얼 was <laughs> small. My child얼 was small. But I'm gonna be big. But I'm gonna be big. My child얼 was small. My childhood was small.
0: But I'm gonna be big. But I'm gonna be big. Yeah, that 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 looks to be a um, a great lineup and a great show. Yeah. Um and to finish You have news of a new festival New festival, uh, Limerick City All In
3: And uh, this is the brainchild of Rory Hall Uh, He is recording and releasing under the name Proper Micro Envy And recently signed up uh, with Googie in the Roisin Dove in Galway uh, Which is an amazing indie venue and also a record label So he has his debut album, just came out late last year Uh, and this is another example of what's happening in the city at the moment things are kicking off for a lot of different artists there's uh, um fantastic music we're playing it here every week uh so this is a two-day festival happening in march it'll be march 29 and 30 and his thoughts are he wants to have two nights to display the vibrant scene that's here but not restricted to one particular genre so you may have a singer songwriter and you may have a drum and bass producer going on straight afterwards it's a variety show but not like not not as you know it uh, so Wagwan are playing Bill Carnation Rockia, uh, and uh, Hazy Hayes one of our favorites here they're all getting involved and that's just the start of there's more to be announced so that's happening on March 22nd uh, sorry March 29th and Saturday March 30th and anybody wishing to get involved just get on
0: the micro NV Facebook page and have a chat with him that's Limerick City all in that's great thanks very much Eric Thank you. I'm now joined by our arts editor, Rose Rush. You're very welcome back again, Rose. Thanks, Andy. Okay, you have some news. um, Flip side to the male psyche.
5: I have. This is interesting because going into this page, this arts page is going to issue tomorrow, Valentine's Day. And it's quite a somber page. And there's quite a lot about men and boys in it. And little enough to do with romance. Let me take you through it, Andrew. The first is a show, it's two shows, two quite different shows from different writers coming to Bell Table Friday evening, Friday, February the 15th. The running order from Prime Cut Productions is number one, East Belfast Boy. The second show is Every Day I Wake Up Hopeful. Now, Prime Cut's artistic director, Emma Jordan, spoke to us and we we'd quite a long chat that was not included, for space purpose in the thing she's a big concern with respect to male culture in northern ireland gender roles and what contributes to poor mental health some one very sad thing she told me is that these two plays reflect the two age groups that are hardest hit more people have died in northern ireland by suicide since the good friday agreement than died in the troubles so and yet she underlines the theatricality the wit, etc etc that goes into these two quite different plays the first we'll briefly to summarize as urban ballet young married man with kid and techno music is his safe spiritual space working with an internationally renowned dj phil kieran who's created apparently a, a brilliant soundscape for this sort of rap performance poetry rap that goes on and he said that's issued to the audience The second play has a gentler place. Uh, Middle aged man, uh, failed university, graduate, failed in his lifelong relationship, sitting in his room, being diagnosed with cancer, six bottles of wine around him. Tonight he's going to do the deed. Other than every day he wakes up hopeful. So, what keeps us from the brink? A part that's extremely witty. I can't get that across to you, but this is the legend.
0: It's a very serious subject, but if it's able to deal with it in some way that creates debate and opens the conversation, maybe that's a good thing. And
5: that's this artistic director, Emma Jordan. That's her mission in this. I wanted to make some space to provoke discussion. News okay. from Kevin Brady Jazz Trio. Yeah, we move to an upbeat little blip here, okay. Limerick Jazz has two banging gigs for us within a short space of time. Um, tomorrow evening, Valentine's Night, on our Efron and quite a serious lineup back backing her, she's going to do a tribute to Dorothy Parker, The Whistling Girl, cabaret style, in Limerick City Gallery of Art, about 6.30pm maybe 5 30 p.m 6 p.m early enough straight after work guys go 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 to Limerick City Gallery of Art in Honour Effernan Moving forward to Thursday February the 21st it's their Limerick Jazz's first official gig of the year in Dolan's upstairs which is their constant venue. We have Kevin Brady's um, jazz trio, Kevin Brady's drums, uh, we have Bill Carruthers an American on, on p- piano We have an old friend of of Limerick Jazz, Dave Redmond, on double bass, and their guest musician is Seamus Blake, who's a standout tenor saxophonist.
0: Um, That's great, yeah. I see, Rose, you've brought a copy of Johnny Doohan's The Voyage.
5: I do. I do I do a little Limerick post link in here other than Alan Jakes myself and others we've interviewed Johnny Doohan over the years as he's recorded a new album done a charity gig come to Limerick been in conversation with Johnny Doohan and he's a regular writer uh, Shane Foley one of our production journalists Shane has a long long great history in being a designer and editor offsite on books and in magazines as well as working in newspapers Shane is designer for this book and has done layout as well. He's made a top job of it. Um, Johnny Johnny Dupin's Voyage, it's a tribute back to his first uh, big song cycle which really tracks the metre of his life, Uh, the many many challenges. We might know him from a long time back in Granny's Intentions. They were a breakthrough band, got a big recording track, moved to London, everything. Then a crisis with drinking drugs, I think drugs worse than ever. Uh, Johnny Duvin fell into serious ill-health and disrepair. It's been a long journey back. He writes very, very beautifully. He sings beautifully, he records beautifully. He has had many collaborations. The Voyage, he doesn't t- tell me it's a no holds barred uh, account, but it's a very truthful, raw and real account of his upbringing, of his story in music, and of the contentment he has found in his faith and in married life. So, for anybody else out there struggling with issues such as this, you can come along to Johnny Dugan. He'll be in town signing books on March the 7th back in Lemmy City Gallery again. That's at 6 p.m., Thursday, March the 7th. He'll have a singing performance there on Thursday, March the 14th. But I just, in these various writings, some of which is in the book, I want to read you a small passage that maybe it might give courage to you, me, any person out there, it was in a it was in a queer spot in their life. Quoting Johnny Doone at this stage. With my eyes dripping tears, I knelt down one day and I prayed. I hadn't done, done this in years, and it made me no less afraid. That night was no better for me, no let up and anxiety. But at dawn, in the sunlight, someone called me outside, and out of there I started to see, in the mist from the sea, Amongst my own neighbours, there were others like me.
0: I think the book is available soon. It Uh, is, Uh, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. First issue to Limerick, I think, in the gallery on Thursday the 7th. And uh, thereafter available on johnnydovent.com and in leading bookstores.
0: Um, And Rose, you have a little treat for viewers online.
5: Yeah, it's going to be, uh, yeah, something online actually, that's a review of Russell Carey Kelly's show, was at opening night last night, by God guys, hold your stomach for ribald laughter, it is one funny sharp shooting show, that's available online, something else that Keel and I did as a joint project, it's a change from our usual profile, city and soul, Uh, this is a profile of an all electric car, Renault Zoe which we picked up one evening from thundering rain from uh, main dealer, in regional dealer actually, Denny Motors uh, I had it for three days Keen came riding Keane is our online and digital editor he came riding shotgun with me for the technical spec and for the passenger's account of what it's like uh, it's a full page in this week's Limerick post and we can scan online editor Keen Reinhardt's uh, synopsis as well again that's on the page and we're going to put it online
0: so this has been the last post i've been your host andrew carey and i have a few thank yous as usual i'd like to thank news editor jerry collison for joining us bernie english john keogh from sporting limerick uh, entertainment editor eric fitzgerald uh, our arts editor rose rush and of course my producer and online digital editor Kim reinhardt also our sponsors for this week's podcast was brought to you in association with therapy cruises street limerick uh, for more news sport entertainments home and living, pets, and much, much more, make sure you turn to the Limerick Post every Thursday in print and online at limerickpost.ie and through all our social media channels. We really are
2: keeping Limerick posted.